How to Tell Stories to Children is a bi-weekly podcast exploring the science and methodology of storytelling. I am Silke Rose West. And I am Joseph Saracy. We are the authors of How to Tell Stories to Children. Our goal is to foster diverse storytelling by helping individuals like you awaken to the storyteller within. Welcome to the Story Village with Silka Rose West. Come in, come in. Welcome to the Story Village. Ooh, it's a blustery cold morning. Thank you for coming out, dear children. I'm so glad you all have your hats. I'm so glad you have your mittens and gloves and even warm boots. You are well prepared for a nice cold walk up the mountain. Let's go. I wonder what we will find today. I see footprints. They're rather big. It looks like they might belong to one of your moms or dads. Or perhaps your grandfather has walked up here or your grandmother. Hmm, I wonder. Whoops, now the footsteps are gone. I can't see them anymore. That is rather strange. Hmm, let's go and see what Randolph is up to. There is our old oak tree. Let's hide behind it and shh, be nice and still. It was an exciting day in the forest because Randolph had found a hat. Not the kind of hat that your grandmother might knit. Not the kind you buy at the children's store. It was more like a cowboy hat. A black cowboy hat with a nice rim. And Randolph had found it. He was so excited about this great find that he went over to Naughtyfoot and said, Naughtyfoot, come on out. You won't believe what I found. Naughtyfoot said, What did you find, Randolph? A hat. A very special kind of a hat. You can go underneath it. It can be a cave when it's windy. You can turn it around and sit inside. Yay! That's a great idea. Randolph, we have so much snow. Let's go sledding in the hat. Randolph knew that Naughtyfoot would have a good idea, and he said, All right, let's see if we both fit. Oh, yeah, of course we fit. Come on, we can even invite little Rabbit. Hey, Rabbit, come on over. We found ourselves a nice black sled. Rabbit came over and said, mm, This sled does not look fun to me. If I sit inside and starts racing down the hill, then I might be stuck in it and bonk into a tree. I am not sure that's a good idea, Naughtyfoot. Oh, well. Hmm. Randolph said, well, we might have to find someone else if you don't want to go alone. Maybe. I... I don't mind just going with you, said Naughtyfoot. All right, said Randolph, and he hopped in. 
Both of them had put the black cowboy hat upside down and they jumped inside and held on to the rim. All right, ready, set, go. Oops. They've been sledding down the hill and it went really great until they bonked into a tree and fell out of the hat. Ow, said Randolph. Ooh, said Naughtyfoot, that didn't feel good. Bonk. But let's do it again next time. How about you next time will sit in front and I'll sit behind. Did you hear that? Hear what? Did you hear that? Hear what? There was a sound. I didn't hear anything, said Naughtyfoot. But Randolph had very good ears and he had heard the little ding of a bell. He looked around, and sure enough, he saw a beautiful snow fairy with a little golden bell standing nearby, laughing. Well, who are you? <laughs> My name is Holly. I'm a snow fairy. I thought it would be fun to make your sled go run into a tree. Well, said Randolph, that doesn't seem to be the kind of thing I would expect from a Snow fairy. Well, my name is Holly, and I'm just a funny snow fairy. I love to do mischievous things. Oh, me too, said Naughtyfoot. Want to go for a sleigh ride with us? She said, well, it's more of a hat ride, isn't it? Because it's not really a sled. Well, it doesn't matter. Come, come with us if you like it. So the snow fairy Holly, she on gentle feet, followed Naughtyfoot and Randolph up the hill. Once they were up there, Holly said, Well, how about I get to lead the sled? Naughtyfoot looked at Randolph and said, I don't think we should let her lead the sled. After all, she's a girl fairy. She probably doesn't know how to go right or left. But little Holly had very good ears, and she said, Oh, perhaps you are too afraid to sit behind me. I've been sledding ever since. After all, I'm a snow fairy. Perhaps you're afraid. Me? I'm not afraid, said Naughtyfoot. Randolph laughed. <laughs> yeah, Naughtyfoot, you just never sat in a sled with a snow fairy before. Well, you better watch out. Um, and then Randolph remembered that he still had his tea on his stove and said, Oh, I'm sorry, but I have to go and uh, make sure that my little teapot is not going to burn my tea. I think I had forgotten to take it off. So Randolph excused himself quietly and Naughtyfoot, of course, did not want to tell Holly the snow fairy that he was afraid, and so she said, Ready, set, hold on, here we go. Oh my goodness, said Naughtyfoot, help. Oh, don't be silly, said Holly. It's fun going around the trees. And they went to the right of the trees and the left of the trees and to the right of the trees and even up the trunks and down on the other side. And Naughtyfoot's ears were standing up high and his bush tail was also standing up. 
and he was just freezing behind Holly and finally took his little squirrel paws and clutched onto her little fairy body until they ended up in a huge snow pile. They went right into the snow pile. They went right into the snow pile and it was white all around them. The snow fairy Holly laughed. She said, that was a fantastic ride. Oh no, said Squirrel Naughtyfoot. I, I can barely breathe. Get me out of here. Oh, you silly squirrel. Come on, help me push that hat back out. They had made a tunnel into the little snowy hill where they had ended up. And once they came out with the hat and looked back, they said, look, we made a tunnel. Oh, it's a beautiful home, said Holly. I love it. I like adventurous homes. I shall live in here. Squirrel Naughtyfoot rolled his little squirrel eyes and said, well, thank you for the ride. I'm going now. Oh, don't forget to take your hat, said Holly, and make sure you come and visit me tomorrow because I'm going to turn this into a snow castle. Naughtyfoot took the hat and pulled it behind him up the hill. Oh my goodness, it was about two miles he had to go back up because the little snow fairy, she was able to go so fast in the hat that Squirrel Naughtyfoot had forgotten to pay attention to the distance. He thought he was lost at one point. But finally he smelled little Randolph's tea and he knew he was about ready to be back home. Randolph stood outside of his little gnome hut. He had a little cup with acorn tea in his hand. His other hand he had one for Naughtyfoot, and when he saw Naughtyfoot coming really exhausted up the hill, he said, Well, Naughtyfoot, she taught you a lesson, did she not? Oh my, said Naughtyfoot. She took me on the wildest ride ever. I never knew I thought snow fairies are gentle and slow, but she was furious and fast. Well, said Randolph, there are furious and fast squirrels, and there are also very still and calm and quiet squirrels. Perhaps she taught you something new. Where is she? Oh, she stayed down there because she ended up in a snowy hill and we created a cave by literally crashing into it and she decided to turn it into a snow castle. Oh, if she says a snow castle, we should go there tomorrow and see it. I bet you it's the most beautiful snow castle you've ever seen. Naughtyfoot turned around and said, can I have my cup of tea now? And he took his tea and went back home and took a good long nap. He was thinking about the dainty snow fairy Holly. She was just something, such a little daredevil. He just couldn't quite fall asleep. He had to keep thinking about her. Anyways, the next morning he woke up took the hat, went to Randolph, said, Randolph, let's go and see the snow fairy. But Randolph said, oh, Naughtyfoot, I can't go today. I actually have to go and help old Mother Skunk. She had some babies last night and she said she could use a little help around the house. So you go. All right, I don't want to go see Mother Skunk because sometimes it gets a little bit smelly around her then. 
I know, said Randolph. You just go see Holly the Snow Fairy and have fun. Naughtyfoot sat inside the hat and gave himself a good push and started to slowly go down the mountain. And the mountain was really like a gigantic hill for him. And then he tried to go right and left, but whoops! Oh no, he bonked into a tree. And he looked around and he was hoping that Holly hadn't seen him because that would be a little bit embarrassing. Quickly, he turned the hat again and jumped in and down he went, this time a little bit slower. And all of a sudden, he saw in the distance something magnificent. It looked like the castle of the fairy queen herself, made out of snow. Holly was outside. She had put a little path with red berries, and she said, Welcome to our snow castle. Welcome, Squirrel Naughtyfoot. Come on right in. And he was sitting in his hat still and whoosh, went right inside of the snow castle. What had she done? She had turned it into this gigantic cave. Crystal icicles were hanging from the top. It looked like little fireflies were sitting inside of the crystal icicles, and they illuminated it, and it looked like chandeliers. Oh, my goodness, how did you do that? asked Naughtyfoot. We said, Holly, I do things like this all the time. The fireflies, after all, are my friends. In the winter, they fly inside my icicles to illuminate my cave, and then in the spring, I release them again, and then I'll play with them by the river. But you're a snow fairy. How can you play in the spring by the river? Oh, I just turn into a water fairy. You mean you're a snow fairy in the winter, and then you become a water fairy in the spring? Of course, you didn't know that. How about you? Are you turning into like a tiger in the summer? I wish, said Naughtyfoot, thinking of himself as a beautiful orange tiger with stripes. And then she said you could roar really loud. Rah! Oh, and you would be so powerful. Naughtyfoot pictured himself being a gigantic tiger near the stream of water, roaring to his beloved water fairy. She said, but even if you don't turn into a tiger, I still like you. I like you. You're a funny squirrel. What's your name? My name is Naughtyfoot. Oh, that's a great name. I like that. Well, I think it would be fun to play with you. Would you like to go on another ride with me? Mm, I would, but this time I would like to sit in front. And Holly, the snow fairy, laughed. She said, all right, I'll sit in the back. Ready, let's go, up the hill and down again. And so they spent the whole day sledding. And then as the sun was setting, they went once more into the ice castle and they looked at these beautiful icicles that were illuminated by the fireflies. And all of a sudden, there was a little snowman servant who brought them acorn ice cream. Oh, try it, said Holly. 
It's my favorite. Acorn ice cream is so delicious. Naughtyfoot had never eaten acorn ice cream in his whole life, and it tasted like so delicious, like butter melting on your tongue. Holly, did you make that? I did. Well, teach me how. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Perhaps if you come back tomorrow and you will go sledding with me for the day, then I will show you how to do it. Naughtyfoot liked that because he was hoping she would ask him to come back. All right, I'll come back tomorrow. This time he scampered home up the hill, up the mountain, towards Randolph. And he smelled something that did not smell so good. Oh, Randolph, don't tell me. Oh, well, those things happen. Mama Skunk just couldn't help herself. She was so excited. Don't get mad at her. I know, but now I can't even come near you. You can. Just hold your nose. Come here, I have some tea. Tell me, how is our Holly, our snow fairy, doing? Oh, you wouldn't believe it, Randolph. She made the most delicious acorn ice cream that I ever tasted in my whole life. Oh, ice cream made out of acorns, and it tasted so good. Hmm. When are you seeing her again? I'm going to see her tomorrow. And you know what, Randolph? She even told me that when winter is over, she's going to turn into a water fairy. Well, of course, said Randolph. That's what happens to the snow fairies. They turn into water fairies in the summer. Well, how come you never told me that, Randolph? I didn't know. Well, now you know. It's wonderful to have snow fairies as friends and water fairies, too. And you should meet the baby skunks. They are so cute, black and white. Oh, I tell you. Oh, so cute. Oh, but then I have to smell Mama skunk. Don't you worry about it. They are so cute. You should meet them. After all, you want to be friends with them. That's right. Oh, Randolph, you're so wise. Thank you for being my friend. I'm so glad you had a good day, said Randolph. But now I have to go and wash up a little bit, so I'll smell better when I go to bed. Good night. Randolph went home and washed himself up, and Naughtyfoot went home too, and you would not believe who he dreamt about. What do you think? Perhaps Holly, the snow fairy. And perhaps he was a tiger in the dream, a big, strong tiger, orange with black stripes. Mama Skunk, she was taking care of her newborn babies. And we children have to go home so it doesn't get too late. All right, thank you for coming to the Story Village on this very cold day. Wiggle your fingers and your toes if they're a little bit cold. Hurry, let's run. One, two, three. And don't forget, the circle is round. It has no end. And that's why my story will not end. I will be back next week, and I hope to see you too. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Story Village. I look forward to our next journey together. I do wonder what we will find. Every day brings a new gift, and with it a new story. 
If you are a child, you might find it fun to explore your own story village as you play throughout the day. Who lives there? What kind of people do you meet? And if you are a parent listening to this story, I encourage you to find your own story village inside and begin to share stories of your own. Storytelling is a powerful way to feel into the collective energy of your children, neighbors, parents, and grandparents. I share my stories out of desire to empower you to tell yours. We are part of a global village where anyone may enter. Your story is the greatest gift you can give to your village of human beings. The sound of your voice, the feeling behind your words, the courage to let yourself be heard. This is the true gift of storytelling. You. Thanks for listening to How to Tell Stories to Children, a bi-weekly podcast from the authors of How to Tell Stories to Children, now in 19 languages. Our goal is to help parents, teachers, and grandparents connect heart-to-heart with kids. You can find this podcast as well as upcoming webinars, events, our blog, stories, and more at howtotellstoriestochildren.com and on our Facebook page. You will also find the entirety of Season 1, which gives more background and perspective on a variety of storytelling topics. You can also submit questions and ideas. We like to hear from you. If you value this podcast, we invite you to consider making a contribution to keep it alive. The proliferation of free podcasts, articles, and resources on the web makes it easy to forget that real people are behind the work. It means a lot to us when you take the time to rate and review our book, this podcast, or share it with a friend. And if you're able, your financial gifts at patreon.com slash how to tell stories to children make it possible for us to continue calling out the storytelling voice in other parents, teachers, and grandparents. Together, we can spread the intimacy and joy of storytelling one family at a time. Mm-hmm.